0: Welcome to the Sharing Kindness podcast with Kyle and Tess, where we explore the power of kindness and positive mindset in the hope to change the world for the better. I am your host, Tess, and today I have Kyle, my co-host.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the importance of resilience and in helping kids really just cope with challenges and setbacks. And we'll be offering you some really easy to implement strategies. So whether you're a parent or a caregiver or a teacher or someone who's simply just interested in helping your kids thrive, join us when we will whilst we're exploring the power of resilience. So let's get started. Okay?
1: <laughs> Very nice. I'm excited. I think Resilience is such an important topic to discuss. We've talked a lot about kindness. We've talked a lot about positivity. But resilience is really the probably the fundamental aspect of all of this that we talk about because it's what's going to allow our children and ourselves to weather the storms that will inevitably come through in our lives. We were talking about before the episode, some of the incredible stats that we'll go through shortly, but as soon as you become a teenager, The likelihood of mental illness, anxiety, depression goes through the roof. So I don't see any better thing that you could prepare your kids for and try to make sure that they are as resilient as they possibly can. And they have the tools to help with those difficult years, let's say.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I could only speak for myself with my adolescent years. It was a Gothic, if I say one thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny.
0: For anyone who asks, there are no photos uh, left.
1: They don't exist. They don't do exist. exist? <laughs> do I'm not like, look for them.
0: No, except from the old school photo. And I'm going, oh,
1: That's so God. funny. Oh my what? goodness. Like, to be I'm honest, just, my my teenage years were a lot of like heavy metal and uh, probably wasn't too far away from that. So <laughs> I totally can relate.
0: But mine was like gothic with Celine Dion and Mariah Carey. <laughs>
1: Sorry, what? <laughs> that doesn't sound very gothic. <laughs> it
0: was love songs so just yeah honestly and I had like really short hair and every like oh yeah before we just get into the nitty-gritties it's always really good to define what what it is that we're going to be talking about and once again I have found some quotes and stuff from Brené Brown who I love she's a research professor and author and speaker and just my absolute idol so Brené if you ever listen to this Free to I'm interview I'm your deal out dinner or something. Matt. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, but essentially resilience is, according to Brene Brown, it's the ability to adapt and bounce back from difficult experiences, challenges, and setbacks. And essentially also it's built on a foundation of self-awareness, self-compassion, and a sense of belonging and connection to others. So, it's not something that you're born with, but it's no. something that can be developed and nurtured with time. So, it's not an end point. It's really a process that children and just like adults, we're all going to have good days, we're all going to have bad days, and that's okay. And yeah. this is, but resilience is essentially the, the ability to just keep going, to get back up and try again.
1: That's such a clear. Explanation. So thank you, Brene Brown, for that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think we all could probably use resilience training because it's it's not something you're born with. It's something that you really do have to practice.
0: Oh, 100%. And I I feel we're going to get into this a little bit later, but it's that feeling of me as a parent, I'm trying to do everything in my power to give my kids the bestest tools through love and through nurturing and all this. Because if there was one thing that I would really say about myself, and I don't mean that this is this whole, again, arrogance, bravado. I'm not trying to be, just own it, test, just own it, but I am resilient. I am, like, I am resilient. I really am, but I haven't learned resilience through love. Like, I haven't learned resilience through nurturing. I have learned resilience the hard way. And I think this is me as a parent, which is really hard to... Do I need to, do I need to give my kids tough luck to make them resilient or, but yeah, but we'll get into the the easy to implement strategies a little bit later. Sure.
1: Yeah. It's probably like a balancing act in life because for parents, it'd be very difficult to not always want to try to give your kids the best possible chance in life you can. But at the same time, they will need to learn their own lessons and they will need to be able to stand up on their own two feet. So there's this balancing act between obviously you don't want to just abandon your kids. That's not a good philosophy for happy, resilient kids. I imagine that'd be quite damaging. On the other side, you don't want to be a hover parent that's always there. And no matter what, you're not letting them have any hardship in their life because they're going to become incredibly dependent on you and never be able to stand up on their own. So you've got that balancing act of walking the middle path, which would be quite hard. But yeah, how do you do that? I don't know. I'm looking forward to learning what you recommend.
0: Yeah. And that's it. And I think too, our last episode, we spoke about confidence. And I often, when I talk to other parents or talk to friends of mine, I feel like the confidence and resilience gets almost blurry because yeah. speaking it's the same it's very similar strategies that you can use to teach your kids confidence and resilience but yeah and i've researched that topic and confidence is something it's like referring to someone's core ability or like someone's quality or right? like who they are more but re- yeah. resilience is like referring to the ability to cope. and
1: confidence is the kind of like belief in oneself and one's abilities and then resilience is being able to bounce back from hardship or challenging situations and dealing with that without beating yourself up, without really blaming yourself for those hardships or failures. Would that yeah. be right? Yeah. yeah, okay, cool.
0: And if you have confidence, this will contribute to resilience because then you mm. aren't going to have the confidence to try new things. So you're going to have the confidence to uh, yeah, to try again if you fail the first time. So yeah, like confidence, it, like is how one perceives themselves, so and resilience pertains on how one responds to challenges. That makes um, a lot
1: of sense, Tess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess it's all connected, right? We've talked about positive mindsets. We've talked about confidence. We've talked about how to build up, or what was it that we talked about the other day? It was like the mindset: how and to shift not your not mindset. How to
0: shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So we talked about how to shift your mindset, and I think that all of these, if you do take those steps towards any of these, it's going to help you become more resilient in a lot of ways as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most powerful things that I think we can teach our kids. So yeah, but...
1: So I guess like from all of this, I love to ask questions, I know, but like, (laughs) why would you say that resilience is so important to teach to your kids from that? Yeah,
0: on a personal level, I really, I think this is once again, going back to the roots in terms of why I started sharing kindness. Like I had this, realization that uh, there's confidence, there's resilience, and then there's being kind to yourself and one and our others. And I think I'm very resilient and I am very kind to others, but I don't have any confidence. And I think this is where that kind of like the balance. And I was like, my first initial question that I asked myself before any of this, any of my products happen is like, how do I raise my kids to be a good balance of them all and not... Hmm. Too, you can't really be too kind to others, but how could you still be so kind to others, but yet not be kind to yourself? Yeah.
1: Oh, you can't fill from an empty cup. So you have to look after yourself and be kind to yourself before really you're, you can be kind to others, I guess. You can be too kind when you're not looking after yourself and you're just mm-hmm. constantly looking after others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm so getting back to our first chat about this whole tough love is we don't have to. We don't have to teach our kids to be resilient through tough love. There are ways that we can reframe our ways of parenting strategies to really just help them become more resilient. Once again, it's a process. It's not an end point.
1: Totally. Yeah. It takes factors. Yeah. And I guess some of the statistics that we researched for this episode really opened my eyes to how important resilience is to teach to children, because just going through some of these, the World Health Organization predicts by 2030 that depression will be at its highest level of any mental illness or physical disorder. So depression is becoming so widespread. And especially for adolescents, for teenagers and younger adults, one in four adolescents will suffer from mental health illnesses. One in three girls will struggle with anxiety, which is Shocking. One in five boys as well. Some of these numbers just made me, yeah, my jaw dropped. I was like, wow, it's that bad. Like, I I know that it's tough being a teenager. I think we both know growing up that we both had our own struggles, but man, oh man, that's shocking. So it makes sense why resilience and helping your kids have the tools and the toolkit to be not better, but more resilient people important.
0: Oh, God damn. And resilient children are so less likely to be overwhelmed by stress. And are way more likely to find like effective solutions as well. And I know just from a personal endpoint, like being a nurse and I've been in theater a bit, and then someone throws like a completely new thing, they're like, you know how to do this. You're like, or what's that tool or what's this? So you kind of, oh, God, I don't know that. And like that anxiety that at least I get like tunnel vision, I can't even hear, I can't, I essentially can't work out a very logical solution to a very not necessarily a simple problem but i basically can't think straight because it's just it's blocked so yep. knowing that then and that one in three girls like suffer from anxiety disorders like that's just and that is yeah. simple, it's going to inhibit them from learning is going to inhibit them from making good yeah. decisions and Yeah. my God. My heart just, honestly. And I
1: think the most important takeaway from this is that it's up to us to try to make the world better, right? It's up to us to try to help the next generation in learning from the mistakes maybe that we've made or just trying to tackle some of these issues. You can't change the world overnight, but what you can change is how you're behaving in the world and help the people around you your kids, your nephews, your nieces, anybody who you think might be struggling with their mental health kind of being like look, here's what I've done, here's what I do, here's some things that I've found beneficial and high notes out it might sound corny but gifting them maybe affirmation cards or doing some type of challenge together just trying to show that you're there for them and that you're thinking about them and doing things together can be such a an impactful way to to show that you're that you care.
0: Yeah. And it could be just The one thing that makes the biggest difference, like reaching out, you can never know what, in what state of mind that someone else is at is at a present time. But that one thing, and I think something that I always try to do, like even with my friends or my anyone I talk to, I (laughs) I always try really hard to normalize that someone's going through something. Like there, there's generally always a bit of shame attached to it. Yeah, And so I always try oh my God, you don't feel bad for forgetting your kid's backpack. Mm -hmm. This one time I know I forgot to bring the backpack three days in a row. Uh It's a simple thing that makes, because that just breaks down the barrier of the other person. Totally. I think alone in the issue.
1: Yeah. And I think that's such a key takeaway as well. Like we'll always treat others more kind than we will ourselves. Or at least that seems to be generally true. I think our inner critic, our inner voice is always so harsh on ourselves. When we do something wrong, it's like the end of the world. But if somebody else does something wrong, you're like, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. We all make mistakes. Oh, it's so funny. You did this. It's funny how we don't see it from that perspective. And I believe that building up resilience is part of that, giving yourself a better sense of perspective on those situations, not letting it spiral down to a point where you're beating yourself up. You're being super critical. You're having these terrible internal thoughts toward yourself that's about building up your confidence building up resilience building up self-love self-esteem it's all connected right
0: yeah 100 percent. and like the true benefits of positive resilience is really like you're setting your kids up for growth and you're setting them up to be able to achieve their goal improve their mental health like less depression and less anxiety they're way more likely to perform well in school, like academic achievements. They're way more inclined to be empathetic and have better social skills and be able to learn from having positive relationships. And I suppose in the end result to some degree is that that they're really just going to adapt to change and that they're going to bounce back from challenging situations because yeah, it's massive. It really is.
1: That really is. I I think I'm going to ask for all the listeners as well. Curious to know how do you teach resilience? How do you grow resilience? What like what are your what are the secrets?
0: It starts with practice gratitude and almost and oh and it comes and it keeps coming back. And I have done a lot of research for this episode, and I'm just it's simple as that. Like it's kind of like <laughs> you go to look like, surely there's going to be like something really complicated and complex about this thing, but. In saying that, I suppose actually sticking to a habit of practicing gratitude is a complex thing. It's a simple practice, but to actually making it into a daily habit can be complex, but yeah, and I, I think there's so many different ways that you can then gratitude. You could have a journal or you could just write down what you're grateful for today, or you could write down what was the best part of your day today or simple prompts, but about once a day, taking two minutes to just think about something good that happened that day. Uh, And it's, yeah, it's, and we're, and I'm, Try. I'm trying to develop like we've got our affirmation cards obviously which come to at the end that's of course also another way to to become more resilient but but yeah journaling about what you're grateful for even like what I've started doing going home from school in the car I'm like okay so what was instead of just saying how was your date I now have tried to reframe the way of talking about is what was the best part of your day? Or did you try something new today? Or yeah, so it's literally more about just bringing more gratitude into your life.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's not hard to ask questions differently. It's just, yeah, changing that phrasing.
0: Exactly, exactly. So that was number one, practice gratitude. Number two is random acts of kindness, like sharing kindness with others, which essentially builds up your empathy. And this is where random acts of kindness come in. There's no simpler way to say it. It's it's the more, the more confidence because I remember when I first started sharing kindness, like actually going up to a stranger and telling them, hi, how are you? It's scary. Like it's going, Oh, then he's going to think I'm totally crazy. It's like, why is this person (laughs) coming to you? And even like we had one of the random acts of kindness that we do in our advent calendar, just wave and say hi. Like, to as many people as you can so we just wind down all of our windows and we were waving to all these people on the street
1: <laughs> like, that's so funny
0: and even that i had to really look to go with that outside of my comfort zone to freaking yeah. yell do you know what i mean huh yeah, yeah that- you know. <laughs>
1: that's so funny i could find that i would say that most people find that probably terrifying so it's about building up resilience and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone
0: Basically, because that's yeah. trying something new. And every time we, we try something new, online, the muscles in our brain, they grow stronger. And the thing is, every time that you do something kind for someone else, your brain releases oxytocin. And if any mums listening out there and you don't know what oxytocin is, but oxytocin is the hormone that is released when you're breastfeeding. And basically, there is no closer, like it could be, I don't know what the freaking word is, but. You just know that is what you need to do. And then that just, that is just mm. beautiful. Yeah. Is it not
1: the, cu- it's the cuddle hormone as well, right? You can get to, yeah. your brain releases this when you give somebody a hug.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One, and there's, I've even read uh, articles about oxytocin, like there's an entrepreneurial oxytocin. Oh yeah. But it's all just oxytocin. It's the same freaking hormone yeah. that's being yeah. released. Yeah. However, <laughs> different scenarios, and I realized that when I, this is, I don't know if this is last year or whenever it was, but I had the really big win. And then I'm like finding myself going, oh my God, I've got to, and then I'm like, get on and I call this person. I was like, because it's this sharing hormone and it just mm. feels so good because I wasn't, I wasn't extruding oxytocin just by myself. Like I needed to share that with someone else. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Them. Wow. And oxytocin increases your self-esteem. Yeah. Go spread that cuddle hormone, Hey.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. So it's like the connection hormone. It's, yes, it you is. know, a way that you connect with others.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, very much. Yeah. Number one, practice gratitude. Number two, share kindness and empathy with others. Number three is build a growth mindset. And I've had to set build a growth mindset as the number three because like how to build a growth mindset kind of involves many things. But the overarching kind of idea that you need to try and get get across to your children is that nothing is ever fixed. So we have a growth mindset and then there's a a fixed mindset. And I know I've mentioned it before, but every time that my kids do something that seemed a little bit scary at first, I go, Ooh, you see that muscle in your brain? Suppose you can't see it and you can't really feel it, but right there and then that grows stronger just because you just did that. And they're like,
1: what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, if they do a mistake or something and then they try again, I was like, see, it's growing because then. Essentially, they'll grow up and know that I can work harder at something if I need to and if I want to. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like we're incredibly elastic creatures. We can learn new things. It's not like how we are now is how we're always going to be. It's a matter of learning and growing as humans. But you're right. Like that fixed mentality is very much like you'll blame external reasons for everything and not take any accountability. That's the easy route in life, but what's easy now is often hard in the long term. So it doesn't help you long term if you're constantly blaming external factors for things that you could change. So yeah, I think building a growth mindset is so important, especially, and it will teach you resilience as well, because you learn from those hardships. You you learn if you fail a test or you lose in a sports match, like those are moments where you need to bounce back and go, how can I improve from here? What can I learn from this? How can I? And
0: that's it. And sometimes, and if you want to be an Olympic or, you know, Olympian gold medalist and you didn't win the first race or the second or the third, it just means you're going to have to work harder. Yeah. So it also teaches that worth ethic et- 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 that it's, if you want to be the best at something, it is going to take a lot of hardship yeah. and time and Efforts and all the rest of it, which kind of comes into the number three is teach your kids a growth mindset. But how do you do that? Like, how do you teach them a growth mindset? Like, is it hard? Is it easy? I don't know. But the number one thing that I that keeps coming up in research as well that I think that I've 100% been part of the whole thing is new age parents like myself. Maybe perhaps I'm getting a little bit old, but whatever. (laughs) We have been classified as praise junkies Mm. and it has anything I could because it comes natural because anything our kids do, we just want to tell them how good they are and well done. That's so good, which is great. We should still have a very encouraging environment for our children, but try and praise the effort Mm. rather than the outcome. That is one of the easiest ways that you can teach a kid a growth mindset because it's just a little tiny rephrasing of how you say it. So for an example, my kids have drawn a beautiful drawing or something and they're like, oh my God, mom, look how and I was like, oh my God, I can really see how much effort you've put into that. Look
1: yeah, at nice. all the
0: details. That took a must have taken a long time to to draw. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, what that is so much effort. I'm so proud of you instead of oh yes that is so and so beautiful and yeah because that's the end point
1: i like that so you're praising the actions not the outcome
0: exactly yeah that's it and then number two within that kind of growth mindset so praise the efforts number one but learn from failure and that comes back to what i said before this whole thing every time they do fail it's once again focusing on the progress and focusing on the fact that if this is really important to you let's look at ways how we can practice more for that or and just really be okay with the fact that yeah we're not always going to to do everything perfectly
1: yeah totally if you play sports or you do anything competitively you're going to lose there's no unbroken record very rare so When you do lose, you're allowed to feel bad. You're allowed to have emotions around it, but it's acknowledging that. Yeah, it sucks. I feel bad. I feel sad. I feel angry, but at the same time, what can I learn from this? What did I do wrong? Oh, I wasn't passing well enough. Or I kept missing when I was shooting for goal. What is it that you were doing wrong? Okay. I'm going to practice every day after school, just shooting and practicing my accuracy, whatever it is, learning from that. So that failure motivates you to do better. And I think that the key difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset. I'm a loser. I'm always going to be a loser versus what can I learn from this? How can I improve? How can I grow?
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100% which then is like part of that growth mindset building is like teach your kids how to set and work toward goals. So encourage your kids to set small goals that are achievable. And I definitely need better training at this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I always go for the big goal and then I go, oh my God, you're really good. But you're really good at that, Carlo. You're really good at sitting like... Do you know
1: what it is, Tess? I think it's like practice. It's at the end of the day, just like the growth mindset, like I've failed so many times in planning projects where I've gone big goals and then I didn't break that down well enough. So... I don't think I'm any better. I think I've just learned. I had probably more <laughs> experience. <hard> <laughs> yeah, I learned the hard way. Exactly.
0: Whereas the perfectionism in me is just like, there is no way. This is your goal. You cannot. It does not matter what, you know. You, and this is where I will eventually, without setting some more better achievable goals, I will work myself to death. Because which is once again this whole mental illness of yeah, honestly, that's what perfectionism we've done an episode on that beforehand as well. That was a
1: great episode as well, I thought. I really subscribe to the whole Buddhist philosophy of walking the middle path. That's what Zen Buddhism is all about. So when I say the middle path, it means that everything has good and bad or light and dark, like anything that you do in your life, it has a scale. It could be too much this way is bad, too much this way is also bad. So you want to find that middle path. And I think that perfectionism is pushing it too far down this path. Whereas the other way is where like, you just don't care at all. That can be too much this way. You need to find that middle path of where you're trying, but you're not going, I need it to be perfect. And you're not going too far the other way, where it's, I don't care how this goes. I couldn't care less. You've got to find that, that balance in what you do. It so-
0: inhibits you from actually trying new things. Because if it's not going to be successful, I'm pro- yeah, I'm better off not even giving it a go. And this is what we talk about with all of our new projects that we've got you yeah, in the works and all that. Is we just got to get it out there and even like exactly. the podcast that we're doing. It's we really yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah.
0: of, like, we just got to do it and we just got to practice. And the more we'll practice, the better we'll get at it. And yeah, yep. and it takes effort.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings is, "You've got to fail." forward. Fail fast and fail Uh forward. It's just like you're running an obstacle course in life. There's always going to be new things that you come across, but as long as you're following the right direction, you're falling over this next obstacle. You're like, okay, I could have done that more gracefully, but I'll learn from that. And next time I'll do it better. That's all you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Getting back to the kids kind of thing, like recapping, how can you teach your kids to be more resilient? It starts with practicing gratitude, sharing kindness with others and help them build a growth mindset. And then yep, I've got a correct. couple of little extra tips in there for you. And it's meditation, find the stillness and learn to breathe through your tummy and affirmations, of course, because affirmations, it's like how we said to begin with, if you can be more confident in life, you will essentially build more resilience through it. So it's a very intertwined working together, but The number one thing on how to build confidence is to talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. Nice,
1: yeah. Now, one thing I've been thinking about, Tess, is like as a parent, when you're trying to raise resilient children, what are some obstacles that you might face? Like all good and well to say, gratitude, to practice a growth mindset, to journal. What are some obstacles though that parents might find when they're going through those motions?
0: That's a really good question, actually. Thank you. I think, I really do think that it comes back to probably kids, parents being a little bit more overprotective. I think that's a very big, and honestly, like I'm a mum and I'm like, you see my kids and they're very well behaved and all these, but they've probably been wrapped in cotton wool. Let's just face it. Because <laughs> like even someone said, you've got to always fall to really learn how to ride a push bike. And I'm going, my kids have never fallen on a push bike. <laughs> Them like that would really. <laughs> so I'm like the mum, like running after them, going, "You don't have to fall. You really
1: don't have
0: to... <laughs> to learn this." Yeah. So yeah, definitely one of the bigger obstacles for building resilience in in children is um overprotectiveness and. Because it inhibits them from being able to solve the problems themselves. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for that too. My kids, they try and do something and then I'm like straight away there to, yeah, so then you just do it this way, this and this. So I think where I'm at with my parenting is I'm really just starting to nail the awareness because it all starts with awareness. I think that's really important to whoever's listening, all these things, you can't. We can't learn it straight away, but it just starts with that awareness, and it's just about catching yourself thinking, or catching yourself doing these things. And it's take that little space, take a little deep breath into your tummy, and go. Oh, hang on a minute. What happens if I just take three deep breaths instead, whilst the my child is trying to tie their shoelaces, and you're rushing off? You really know that you need to get off to school, and we don't have time for this and that. <laughs> But that's essentially one of the bigger obstacles is just solving your problems for your kids. Uh, Another thing I think is just like a lack of like emotional support and a lack of having a space for allowing feelings. And that's a really hard one because I've never really... I have come to the terms (laughs) with that through therapy that I've always been very good at talking about feelings on a like high level way, but not really feeling them. So it's important for our children to be allowed to feel their feelings. And so what I try to do there is to not interfere. If they're sad, if they're angry, to just say, I'm here for you when you want to talk about um, them. So you need to feel this feeling. You need to let this go through you and in what however way that feels and then I suppose after that talking about it but yeah and then just catching like like another obstacle I think is like the negative self-talk and that's once again why I added that little affirmations at the back like at the as an extra tips to the three like gratitude sharing kindness and growth mindset like the affirmations because with a negative continue neg- with negative self-talk, it's going to be really hard and that's going to be a, a massive obstacle to, to building resilience.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think negative self-talk can be such a killer of mm-hmm. confidence, of resilience, of everything. And mm-hmm. then probably actually the, probably one of the leading factors in anxiety and depression as well. So it'd be probably good to talk about that in another episode. What do you think?
0: Yeah, definitely. Good point. Yeah, like the negative self-talk and how, yeah. and the feelings attached to it, I suppose, and Mm. even how we spoke about that before, because you, you can't just even like this whole era of fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it. Like I can't, I can't stand it because if you can't fake it till you make it, it's only once again, like you've, you've walked around learning, masking all these feelings in one way, and now you're just going to mask it over again to, no, you need to learn to feel as well as talk to yourself kindly and be, yeah. And I think one, like the core aspect of that is like self-compassion.
1: Yeah, yeah. This has been great, Tess. I love it. I guess just to sum up, so to build resilience for kids, what we really want to do is help them practice gratitude. Sharing kindness is another big aspect of that and help them foster a growth mindset. All that they face, just to remind our audience, are what again? <laughs>
0: yeah, And like overprotectiveness or solving problems that's for right. them, a lack of an emotional support or lack of space for talking about feelings and negative self-talk.
1: Negative self-talk. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much for running us through that. I love that we get to catch up every week, talk through these topics and hopefully our audience are finding these helpful as well. Not only are we trying to do this for the next generation and help kids, it's also about helping ourselves in a lot of ways and being able to be more resilient parents and be more resilient humans so that we're being a shining light in our families and in our communities. So I just wanted to say thank you, Tess, for taking the time out of your day to do this and make sure that we're sharing this kindness with others.
0: Mm, Yeah. And that's it. And just remember to be kind to yourself because kindness starts within
1: Oh, it definitely does. yeah. that's one thing that I'm definitely trying harder to do because i I do like to think I'm a kind person, but it's definitely important to be kind to yourself
0: and it and it starts with catching yourself thinking. That's where it starts, and even if you would just do that for a week and just start catching yourself thinking, "Oh, I wasn't really kind to myself then." And then week two, try and start replacing some of them with something else, but yeah, it all yeah self compassion all stems from yeah awareness and catching yourself catching yourself thinking
1: That's great Tess. I think that uh, one thing I wanted to point out to everyone listening is that we're looking to do another gratitude challenge, a 21-day gratitude challenge coming up this year. It's something that we did in 2022 and it was so good. So I'm really excited to know that we're putting that together for this year and as well we're really hoping that you'll join us for that and share some kindness in, in your own world. Yeah, I think uh, Tess do you want to finish up with our... Uh, you know, we've got the Affirmation card, right? We're going to do oh, this. Oh, yeah.
0: I almost forgotten about to forget that. Yes.
1: <laughs> there we go. Perfect. There
0: you go. So this is Milio and this is Sienna. <laughs> so all of my affirmation cards are built around the characters. And yeah, they're just hand-drawn, beautiful. They just, each picture really just tells a big story. But this one, it says, I always tell the truth, even if it's hard, I am honest.
1: That's a nice one. I like that. Truth is the best policy.
0: Indeed it is. Amazing.
1: Thanks for wrapping that up for today. That was a great episode. Thank you everyone for listening. If you could do us a massive favor, make sure that you do leave a review on any channel that you're listening to this on and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We're going to be trying to do these a lot more and it's just a great way for us to connect with the amazing Sharing Kindness community and have tests share some of her amazing wisdom I and you know
0: great right, all research analogies and, I just love your analogies you're really good with yeah this
1: analogies but, are just such a great way to I'm teach cool I find
0: bloody freaking reciting bloody definition
1: <laughs> <laughs> I find I watch a lot of videos about computer programming and code eight, and there's one channel on YouTube where this guy just breaks it down in analogies and I'm like oh that makes so much more sense now. So analogies are great.
0: Yeah, 100%. But Brene Brown is very good at analogies as well.
1: <laughs> she's amazing. She's such an amazing teacher. We're really lucky to have her, I think, in, in the world.
0: Yeah, because she's a teacher without being a preacher. And I think that's yeah. what I just like. And she tells a good story.
1: I definitely tells a good story. <laughs> if you awesome. haven't even
0: read any of her books, do me a favor. Google them all. Read them all. My, my all-time favorite is Daring Greatly. Up. I
1: think you should start a book club, sharing cool. kindness book club.
0: That would be fun. I don't think yeah. it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a like What that. do you guys?
1: Anybody who's listening, comment below if you think that should start a- <laughs> You have to read it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can I look into it? Like that?
1: <laughs> just go to Chat gbt Just be like, "Tell me a synopsis about this book." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and yeah, stay tuned for the next episode.
1: Excellent. Take care, guys. Until the next episode. Bye-bye.